How long do I have to be in faith? I've been in faith for a long time. How long is a while? A while is anything less than all the way to the end. You see that? So enduring only for a while means you endured short of the end. Didn't last all the way to the end. He said in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 22, he said, you'll be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures, listen to these words, to the end will be saved. He who endures to the end will be saved. So how long is a while? It's anything short of the end. Uh, I'm going to show you this. It'll be more clear to you. Go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. Good ground are those who hear the word, they keep it, and they bear fruit with patience. Patience. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at verse 32. He says, recall the former days in which after you were illuminated. What's that mean? That's when the light came on. Illuminated. He's saying, go back to the beginning when the light first came on for you. Remember how excited you were about God and the things of God? And how changed you were when that light first came on? Because the light shows you things. The light reveals things. And maybe you had a, a wrong or a bad idea about who God was or a misconception, but the light of his love came on and you saw him for who he was and it, it brought change in life to you. And you got excited about it. He said, go back to those days. Go back to the former days when you were illuminated. After you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Verse 35, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. What's he having to tell them? Don't throw away your faith. Don't throw away your confidence. Go back to how excited when you heard the word and you received it with joy. And I know you've endured some things since then. I know there's been persecution. I know there's been tribulation. I know you faced pressure. But listen, go back to those days when you got excited about it and don't throw that away. Don't give up on it. Don't cast away your confidence because it has a great reward. And he says in verse 36, here's what you need. You ready for this? You have need of endurance. The King James Bible says you need patience. That's your word for today. Y'all all need patience. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. Y'all need patience. You need it. If the Bible says you need patience, help me out. What do you need? Patience. patience. You need it. You want it. But do you see how it's translated? The same word translated patience is translated endurance. Endurance. So patience, again, is not just about uh, this, this passive waiting. It's about a cheerful endurance. For how long? How long? I heard it. To the end. To the end. How long you got to believe? To the end. 
How long you got to stand? To the end. And man, this, the, the, the culture we're in right now, the world we live in, does not help this. Does it? We live in the age of instant gratification, instant satisfaction. Do you know how many people we'd have in this church if it was a drive through <laughs> We could have thousands upon thousands of people if they could just drive up. I heard Brother Keith say that years ago. He, he, he was teaching in healing school, and it was this day in, day out, uh, ministering to the sick. And he said, man, I'm convinced we could have a whole lot more people in here if we had a drive through If people could just drive up, and we'd stick our hand out and say, be healed, and they received, and they could just drive on. <laughs> but that's not how the things of God work. Have you found that out yet? So the world we're living in does not lend itself towards what God's looking for from us. He's looking for some endurance. And the word of the Lord to us and to the entire body of Christ is, y'all need patience. You need endurance. How long do we believe? To the end. How long do we stand? To the end. And you, you hear people say that, man, I, man, I heard that word and I got excited about it, but man, I've been believing that for a long time and I hadn't seen it yet. What do I do? I'm so glad you asked because that is the easiest question to answer. What do you do if you're believing and you haven't seen it yet? Keep believing. Don't stop believing. And if you were a child of the 80s and listening to pop radio back then, it may sound like a song. I'm not talking about that. But it is a good word. Don't stop believing. You need some endurance. You know, the more I look at this, the more I realize this is what touches the heart of God. This is what impresses him most. People who not, don't just start stuff, stick with it. We need to develop some stick to if that's such a thing. Justice, our, our, our little boy, he's 11 now. But when he was probably two years old, three years old, I don't know what happened. At one point, we told him, buddy, you're fast. You run really fast. You're the fastest boy in the world. He grabbed a hold of that. And we've got video of this. You could ask Justice as a little two-year-old, what's your name? And he'd say, Justice James Pearson's fastest boy in the world. <laughs> what's your name, little boy? Justice James Pearson's fastest boy in the world. It became part of his identity. And, and his fascination with running fast turned into, you know, a, a, a like for fast cars and fast airplanes and fast, 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 fast. Everything to him was fast. And we talked a lot about fast stuff. But I was putting him to bed one night and I don't know where it came from other than the spirit of God. I began to talk to him not just about this fascination with speed, but what about endurance? And I sat there and I pulled out my phone and, and, I, and I did a quick search. I was looking for somebody who had, who had displayed some endurance. I wanted him to get fascinated with not just starting something and going fast for a short amount of time, but let's start thinking about lasting long. Let's think about enduring a long time. You know, there's a man in the Bible named Enoch who we don't actually know a whole lot about, and yet he's in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, that great hall of faith. You go back and look at all we know about him. It's, it's a few verses from the book of Genesis that says he walked with God. From the time I think he was 
65 years old, the Bible says he begot these children and then he walked with God and he lived to be 365 years old. Which says to me something happened when he had children. The same thing that happened to you and me. It revealed something to you more about God and his heart was drawn to God. And all we know about this dude is he went on a 300 year walk with God. That's a long walk. That's not around the block. That's a long walk. And evidently it so touched the heart of God that he put him in Hebrews chapter 11. And it's because of Enoch's life that the Bible says he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. That, his life is the reason that verse exists. And all we know that he did was go for a long walk. A long walk. I heard somebody say one time, he, he went on such a long walk that God finally looked at him and said, well, we're closer to my house than we are yours. Why don't you just come over? And he was no more. It touches the heart of God. Not just people who start something, people who endure. I'm sitting there in, in bed with Justice. He's a little boy. And I just happened to come across this guy. Now, if I were to ask you to name one of the world's fastest men, right? You just think back a couple of Olympics ago, whatever it was, and, and all these world records were being broken. And I bet, I bet anybody in here could name one of the world's fastest men. Usain Bolt. I think I heard it over here. Do I have any Dean Carnazes fans in the house? Can I see all the hands of Dean Carnazes fans? You ever heard of Dean? No? I hadn't either, but listen to what I found out about this guy. Here's a man named Dean Carnazes. He's an endurance runner. And this is just a few of the things he's done. He ran 350 miles in 80 hours and 44 minutes without sleep. He also ran a marathon to the South Pole in negative 13 degrees without snowshoes. This guy also, now I had a fact about him wrong. I had been saying he ran seven marathons in seven states in seven days. I was wrong. What he actually did, I read this, he ran a marathon in each of the 50 states in 50 consecutive days. 50 marathons in 50 states, in 50 consecutive days. Once he also ran 148 miles in 24 hours on a treadmill. That's boring, man. <laughs> but he did it. This is one of my favorite ones. He ran 3,000 miles across the United States from Disneyland in California to New York City in 75 days, running 40 to 50 miles a day. Endurance. Endurance. Now, I can start a marathon. You could too. I could start one right now. I could, I could start one right now. Finishing one, on the other hand, is a totally different story. God, I believe, is touched, and the heart of God is touched by endurance. Hebrews chapter 10. What did he say? Verse 36. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But 
If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Verse 39, we are not of those who draw back. You know what he's saying? We don't quit. We don't quit. We are not of those who quit. That's not us. We don't just start living by faith. We keep living by faith. Now, you're here in the book of Hebrews. Let me read this, finish reading this to you, and then we'll back up a couple of chapters. We're not of those who draw back to perdition. We're of those who believe to the saving of the soul. What's he saying? We believe all the way to the end. Not just for a little while, all the way to the end. Back up to, oh, help me, Lord. Look at Hebrews chapter 6. So many scriptures, so little time. Hebrews chapter 6, in verse 10. The Bible says, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. When? How? Unto the end. That you do not become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and, now notice that phrase right there, faith and, faith and. Man, this is something faith people need to hear. And I believe that's who and what we are, faith people. But sometimes we, we need to be reminded that it's faith and. Faith and, he said, patience. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now here's the example he uses, verse 13. When God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Notice what he said, saying, surely blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After. After. You see, Abraham is noted as our father of faith, and he was and is a man of faith. We know this from Romans chapter 4. He believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. And that's what his whole life is about, believing God. God shows up and speaks to this man, and as far as I know, it was his first introduction to him, Genesis, I think, chapter 12. And he speaks to him and says, Abram, Get thee out of thy father's house and away from thy father's people. Now, folks, the man was 70 years old. Let's be honest. It was time. You got to get out of daddy's house, man. And I'm sure nobody was happier that Abram got that word than daddy. Get out of the house. Step out. But when God spoke to him, get out of your father's house, you know what he said? Okay. And he believed God. And God spoke to him time after time after time and said some pretty uh, amazing things to him, challenging things to him. But at every turn, Abraham believed. And every turn, he said, okay. And every time, he, he submitted and he yielded to the plan of God. And this is called faith. And that is what faith is. But one of the things that stands out about Abraham's life more than anything else is not just his faith. You see it here in these verses. It's his faith and patience. Patience. Do you think about the patience that was required? God speaks to this man and said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And, you know, a decade later, 
Do you know the, the patience it took to stand, to keep believing day after day after day? It wasn't just his faith. It was his faith and his patience. Faith is believing. Patience is the refusal to quit believing. Faith is believing. Patience is continuing to believe. Faith is getting excited about it here and now. Patience is believing Monday, Tuesday, next week, next month, next year. Man, how long I got to stand? Come on, help me out. How long do you have to stand? Till the end. That's how long. I don't know. You wish you had, you know, a date and time that you could be pressing towards. And we have tried it, haven't we? I'm believing God that in the next 30 days, I'll have this and I'll be that and I'll be here. And you put these time things on God. But what happens when 30 days comes and go? Where's your faith? Hmm? Be honest. Have you ever put a, a time stamp on it? Have you ever required something of God in a certain amount of time? One of the things Sarah and I have realized as we've traveled the last 10 years in ministry, whether it's inside the United States or into other places around the world, when we land in a place, we have to change our clock. If we go one direction, we set the clock forward. If we go another direction, we set the clock back. Now, how silly would it be for me to fly to Europe, get off the plane, and say, I'm an American. I don't care what time y'all say it is. In America, this is what time it is. It's two o'clock in America, and bless God, I'm an American, so it's two o'clock here. It's ignorance, it's pride, it's foolishness, right? And you ain't about to get anything done. When you step into another place, another environment, check it out, another kingdom. Adjust your clock. Humility will adjust its clock. How silly would it be to roll up into Africa and be like, yeah, I know y'all said it's 830, but I'm an American, bless God. No, you don't, you don't expect everybody else in their kingdom to change their clock to your timing. Do you know what patience is? It's adjusting your clock. You're in the kingdom of God now. And yeah, I wish you could just as easily, you know, reach down here and move the hands. But, but listen, it's adjusting your clock to kingdom standard time, which is most often later than you want it to be. But this is patience. Believing to the end. Believing till you see it. That's how Abraham inherited the promise, stood all the way to the end. Thank you, Father. Ephesians chapter 6, or, we, or excuse me, Hebrews chapter 6. When God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I'll multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says this, may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, 
and settle you. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He said, these things don't happen immediately. This is after a while. Go to James chapter one and we'll begin to wrap it up. James chapter one, this is familiar to you. James chapter one, verse two says, my brethren, count it all joy. When? When you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now this word various, it's an interesting word when you look it up. It literally means variegated. In other words, random. Random. No rhyme, no reason. You ever had one of those days? Everything started off fine, but man, as soon as you got out the door, it just seemed like one thing after another was falling apart and the whole world started turning against you. And it's like, this is going wrong and that's falling through and now the dog bit me and I'm late on this bill and one thing after another. He said, when you fall into the middle of trials that are so random, you don't know where it came from and you certainly don't know how to get out of it, what do you do? Count it all joy. Woo! Praise God. Where's that joy come from though? Verse three, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Verse four, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Say that last part with me. Perfect and complete lacking nothing. Say it again. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I'm talking about you. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You. We're painting a picture of you here. Perfect, complete, lacking nothing. See, the devil has worked overtime to get these little words and phrases into our mouths and we say them without even thinking about it. Nobody's perfect. You get in a fight with somebody and your first defense is, well, nobody's perfect. First of all, that's not true. Jesus is. Okay, well, Jesus is. But listen to me. The Spirit of God is trying to paint a picture of you. Perfect. Complete. Lacking nothing. The problem is we've got this misconception of what perfect actually means. When the scripture talks about perfect, he's not talking about flawless. He's talking about fully developed, mature, complete. And he said that's what patience produces. Patience makes perfect. Patience makes complete. And there's no way to arrive at perfected, established, strengthened, settled. There's no way to arrive at perfect, complete, lacking nothing without patience. It doesn't happen just because you heard the word today and got excited about it. You got to not just believe it. You got to keep believing it. You got to refuse to quit believing it. And pressure's coming. Tribulation's coming to talk you out of that word. But for those who will believe, how long? to the end, will come out on the other side, perfected, established, strengthened, settled. They'll come out perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And you can see that he's talking about being fully grown, fully matured through patience. All you have to do is think about your own children. Have you noticed that patience is not one of their leading characteristics, one of their leading qualities? 
Over the last week or so, Sarah and I took the kids away. We had a little vacation together. And we were day after day at the hotel pool. And I noted how many times I watched parents stand at the edge of the pool saying, get out, get out. Come on, it's time to go. Get out. I don't want to get out. I'm not done. No, I can't hear you. There was literally one kid that said, I can't hear you. And the dad said, yes, you can. You responded to me. Do you know that one of the things that most defines God above anything else is his patience? The Bible says that love is two things, patient and kind. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.